I'm Lindsay Grove. Hi, I'm Quinn Lundquist. Welcome to Viral, the show where two public health nerds talk about the history of plagues, disease outbreaks, and the people who work behind the scenes to keep us safe and healthy. We are in the thick of it. Hump day for National Public <laughs> Health Week. Oh my god. <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about today, Lindsay? We're going to talk about environmental health. So, what story do you have for us today, Quinn? I'm going to tell you a story about someone. Shocker. This someone, people have known for a long time. He's been godlike, a muscled, long-haired archetype with a beard thick as Zeus. What? He's also been a dapper dandy, strolling around with a suit and a top hat. Okay. But he's also been covered in garbage, wallowing in his own filth. Who am I talking about? Is this like a Neil Gaiman novel, or is this a real thing? It sounds like a Neil Gaiman novel, but I am talking about Father Tim's. Tell me more. The artistic representations of the river that runs through London are almost as famous as the river itself. Archaeologic evidence exists showing ancient river worship around the British island. Peter Aykroyd, in his 2007 biography of the river, reckons Father Thames bears a striking resemblance to the tutelary gods of the Nile and the Tiber. Hmm. Gods such as the Roman Tiburnius share the long hair and beard of Father Thames. Aykroyd sees their flowing follicles as simulacra of the river itself. Do you think they could be brothers? Maybe. Meanwhile, the Egyptian goddess Isis has strong connections to the River Nile and also lends her name to parts of the Thames, especially in the sections through Oxford, where the river is usually called the Isis. London's most impressive representation of the river god can be found in Trinity Square near the Tower. The divinity perches high on the former Port of London Authority building He is again shown naked, of course, save for a rather impractical cloak wrapped (laughs) around him that must be pretty hard for swimming in the river. One of the oldest literary references to Old Father Tim's comes in Alexander Pope's 1713 expansion of his poem, Windsor Forest. Oh, okay. Old Father Tim's advanced his reverend head. His tresses dropped with dews, and o'er the stream his shining horns diffused a golden gleam. Graved on his arm appeared the moon that guides his swelling waters and alternate tides. The figured streams in waves of silver rolled, and on their banks Augusta rose in gold. Augusta is an ancient name for London. Oh, I thought that was his girlfriend. Now comes kind of my favorite part, although kind of the gross part. During the great stink of the (laughs) 1850s... Yes. The River Thames honked with raw sewage, and it was gross. When you said the great stink, I was like, so is that when uh, Father Thames was uh, going through adolescence? Yeah, the great stink. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I am going to... Get that kid some deodorant. That stinky boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was so bad that Parliament 
actually had to close down because oh. of this this stinky stink man right oh, here. Oh God, we're looking at a picture, <laughs> an artistic rendition of the great stink in humanoid form, which is essentially a troll-like man <laughs> picking out garbage in the river, but also kind of smiling, like yeah. he's happy that he's stinky. Yeah. I mean, they put everything in there. Garbage, poop, factory waste, just into the river you go. And that's all in well, that's all well and good if your problem was like too much shit laying around and you needed somewhere to put it. But not so much if you wanted to bathe or boat or fish or have a reliable source for clean water, perhaps. Oh my god. In one famous cartoon, <laughs> The scientist Michael Faraday is shown giving a card to Father Tim's, accompanied by the tap the caption, We hope the dirty fellow will consult the learned professor. Look at this stink boy right here. He's he's got a stick that has like a teapot on it and Why the teapot? I guess it was just trash maybe. There's like dead animals. I was floating. just gonna say, and he looks He looks rough. Ru- yeah. He looks real yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, another one that I really like is called Father Tim's Introducing His Offspring to the Fair City of London. Oh, boy. It's like and, a skeletal child with yeah. a giant head that looks real sad. Yep. There's a couple of different characters uh, in here. So, Tim's is personified as a dirty and scruffy old man. Kind of a weird Trumpian Yeah, that's super weird. Up. And a moo-moo. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Uh, he does not look very good. But the children look even worse. Oh, yeah, 100%. So they're taken to be diphtheria, cholera, <laughs> and scrofula. So let's do a rundown of that, oh, shall boy. we? Yeah, please. Diphtheria is an upper respiratory tract illness characterized by sore throat, low fever, and a membrane that grows in the throat or nasal cavities. Gross. Bacteria are transmitted through physical contact or by breathing infected air. Today's industrialized nations vaccinate successfully against diphtheria, though, if you get it, the fatality rate is still between 5 and 10%. Is diphtheria the same thing as whooping cough? Um. Sorry. I think so. Although, I don't want to say so and be wrong. Okay. But now I'm... Now I feel like a bad public health person. I, I'm going to say that you're right. Okay. Not, then it's your fault if you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cholera is a disease that affects the small intestines. It Its only symptom, and I mean, its only symptom is still a pretty good one. It's intense diarrhea. Not just diarrhea, but intense diarrhea. Intense diarrhea. Like a faucet. Oh, boy. It manifests as soon as 12 hours after infection. Oh, man. Like, you're... It's go. It's happening. Severe, untreated cholera can result in dehydration. Literally, you poop yourself. To I was death. just gonna say you are you are a channel. Like death anything can that comes occur in. like oh after twelve hours. Yikes. Like you basically just poop yourself to death. That's not a great way to go, guys. No, London experienced cholera for the first time in 1831 when more than six thousand people were infected and died. 14,000 more died in a second London outbreak in 1849, and from 1853 to 54, 10,000 more died. And that was the one where uh, John Snow, Father John Snow, he found out that 
there was a pump that was the source of the cholera. Finally, scrofula. <laughs> I can't wait to find that out. That one just sounds is. like something you don't want to get. Yeah. It sounds too much like scrotum. Pretty, yeah. Anyways, scrofula is a term widely used to describe skin diseases. Even better. Mm. It is specifically a variety of, of tuberculosis that affects the lymph nodes of the neck. Symptoms include a cool and painless swelling of the nodes and chills, fever, and weight loss. I feel like you're trying to sell me this. Are cool you interested in scrofula? Oh, God. The swelling, if untreated, will rupture, leaving an open and infected wound. This is some fun stuff. Since medieval times, scrofula has also been called the king's evil oh, because it was believed that only a royal touch could cure the disease. Can you imagine being royalty and being like, listen, listen you got to touch this I'm open not, wound. I don't want to touch these people, man. You have to touch the people. You have to touch them because that's the only cure. Do I have, you have to, to touch them, though? They would actually like sit them there and they would have to touch like 10,000 people. That's not any way to you know spread the disease, right? It's kind of gross. That's disgusting. Later, when cleanup efforts were underway, dirty old Thames was shown dumping lime into the river, kind of sitting like a grumpy old man. He looks like like a kind of like a dirty Odin. He does. And and there's like dead animals <laughs> floating it by. It's it's really good. Um, this one is where. The Tim, dirty old Tim's, is asking this kid if he wants to come in for a bath. Oh, gosh. And the kid is not thrilled. As no child should be, because any dirty old man that's asking you to come and take a bath with him in a dirty river is probably not going to end well. No, no. Um, so 60 years ago, nothing could survive in the Tim's. But today, it is home to seals, porpoises. Oh, my gosh. And even the occasional stray whale. And is that stray will like, how did I get I guess here? it's lost. I don't know. Um, even though other problems now are threatening the health of the river and its animals, namely plastic, mm. um, it's a big change from a river once so polluted, not even fish could survive in there. Mm. In 1957, the Natural History Museum declared the Thames biologically dead. Oh <laughs> News reports from that era describe it as a vast, foul-smelling drain. Let me live in downtown mm. London. Can't wait to smell the Thames. Metropolitan. It was only from the late 1960s onward when London's sewage system gradually improved, along with the country's wider post-war recovery, that the river began to breathe again. Actually, Let during World War II, when London was bombed, it destroyed a lot of the sewer infrastructure, which made it even worse, so that they had to go through and fix it all. But also, let's reiterate, this was, it didn't actually become improved until the 1960s. Yep. The 1960s. That's right. Uh, yeah. But in the 70s and 80s, as a part of the general increase in environmental awareness, Maybe we shouldn't destroy our entire planet. Um, we had new problems like fertilizers that were being washed into the rivers and, um, of course, since then, the plastics. But overall, it's doing a lot better than it used to. I will end this little tale with a lyric from a Gracie Fields song called Old Father Tim's. 
Kingdoms may come, kingdoms may go, whatever the end may be, old Father Thames keeps rolling on down to the mighty sea. Nice. But I'd end on Lisa. Uh, a little positive uh, note. Yeah. I guess. Well, that's it for today's episode. Check out our website at www.viral-pod.com for more information, sign up for email alerts, and get in contact with us. Also, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever people review podcasts. We'd really love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a future topic, let us know using the email form on our site. Also, the intro and outro music is Take Your Medicine by uh, the Quick and Easy Boys. And I've been Quinn Lundquist. I have been Lindsay Grove. And still are. (laughs) Still am. (laughs) Check back tomorrow for day four of National Public Health Week, where we will talk about injury and violence prevention. As always, please remember to wash your hands.